We've got your Commander's Content Creators 53-man projection project right here in Ref the District right now. Let's go. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to the special edition of Ref the District on the Believe Network. I'm the Stoner. This is our third annual Commander's Content Creator 53-man projection project show. That's a mouthful, but you're in for a massive treat with this particular episode. Before we get right into it, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. We appreciate you. And if you're listening via audio podcast, make sure you subscribe to us there as well. And leave a comment for everything we've got for you today. This is going to be fun. We've got all of your favorite commanders, content creators from all across the platforms, everywhere that you can find them. We're going to get to all of them. We've got, uh, of course, we've got the Burgundy Zone. We've got Bleeding Burgundy. We've got Rio, Rambling with Rio. Uh, we've got First String Podcast. We've got Rico Street Scores. We've got uh, The Real Ed Oliver, Command This Podcast, Big Douglas Show, The Burgundy and Gold Report with Adam Aniba. We've got George Carmi from Command the Mic. We've got Corey Sanchez, The 405 on the warpath, and we've even got declassified Washington. So we've got you covered, man. We've got everybody on here. We broke it down into position groups, and we asked everybody to give their prediction on each position group of what they thought would be the number and the specific guys that would make the 53-man roster. So, for example, we asked the Burgundy Zone, uh, of course, to do the safeties. And so they put the, together this video that we're going to show you when we get to it of the safeties and why they think those safeties deserve the spot and maybe why the guys who didn't make it didn't make it. So we're going to get to all of those here. There's a few things to just to kind of remember. First of all, there's already been some cuts here on, uh, uh, on this is Tuesday evening before we're putting it out at 7.30 p.m., we've already been 10 cuts. And when we get to those position groups, we'll talk about who's already been cut. And maybe there's been some cuts from the time I record this until the time that uh, the video comes out. There's probably even going to be more, but we'll see if there's any surprise cuts. Right now, the 10 guys who have cut uh, were not projected on anybody's roster to make the team. So the reason they're cut a little bit earlier, these are the guys that are not close to making the team. And so uh, maybe they've worked with the front office and said, look, if you're going to release me, release me now. Let my agent get working to find myself another team. That could be the case. There's so many rules with getting guys, getting that 53-man roster. There's a 16-man uh, practice squad also that's got to be put together. And we'll get to kind of the rules of that too. There's just this shell game that goes on between – Guys, you're going to release, practice squad, you're going to take guys from other teams, you're going to trade for guys. I mean, there was a trade for Dustin uh, Hopkins, the former kicker for the commanders, who was out of the Chargers. He got traded today. Or some quarterbacks have gotten traded. Colt McCoy was released out of nowhere. Week one opponent for Washington and Arizona, he got traded. So the starter there is either going to be Josh Dobbs, who was in Cleveland two weeks ago, or Clayton Toon. They're tanking, but whatever. So there's all there's this huge shell game that's going on right now. Front office is under a tremendous amount of pressure to put together the proper 53 and also to get those guys in the practice squad that they want to. Um, so like I said, there's 16 guys who can go on the practice squad. 
And now you can have veterans on that practice squad, which you didn't used to be able to have. So a guy who's been around for six years can go on the practice squad if he wants to, whereas before he couldn't. Um, but what happens is this: if a guy gets released, this is what happens. Let's take, for example, let's take Jarrett Patterson, who was just released, and we'll get to the running backs, but he was just released. So now he goes on waivers for 24 hours. And when he does that, any team can pick him up. but if they pick him up, they have to put him on their 53-man roster. They can't pick him up and claim him and put him on their practice squad. That's not how it works. That's during his waiver window. If you play fantasy football, you know that sometimes when you release guys or another team releases a guy, there's a time period there where people can claim him and he's not free to go to anybody. And it, There's a claim order. Same thing in the NFL. So Jarrett Patterson is out there right now, and if a team claims him, they got to put him on the 53-man roster, which, of course, the deadline is tomorrow. But if he gets through that time period, then he becomes an undrafted or unrestricted free agent, and he can sign with anybody, practice squad or 53, whichever. My guess, by the way, on Jarrett Patterson is that um, he's probably tired. He's been here three years. He's probably tired of the game going up and down practice squad, practice squad, practice squad, then makes it for a game, then practice squad, practice squad. He's probably tired of it. He figures, look, I know I'm not making your roster. Let me go find a roster I can make. That's just my guess with Jarrett Patterson specifically. But usually if you want to sign a guy to your practice squad that who was on your team, they will usually sign to your practice squad. They have a choice to go in anybody's if somebody else wants him. But they'll usually go to yours because they've been with you for all summer. They know your playbook. They know your coaches. They know the other players. They live in the area temporarily anyway. So they'll usually do that. But sometimes they'll go to other squads if they just didn't like the situation. Let's get to this whole prediction of the roster. This is going to be a lot of fun. Um, uh, I had a fun time kind of putting all these videos together and collecting the videos. And they're fantastic videos. If you get a chance, you make sure you hit these guys up on Twitter or on Twitch and YouTube and all that and hit those subscribe buttons, all that good stuff. Support these guys and, and gals and who are doing good work, and we appreciate them putting in the time and the effort to uh, to get these videos to us today. Okay, let's get to it. All right, so the first thing I'm going to show you here is we're going to go back to front, okay? We're going to go back from back of the defense, all the way to the front of the offense. So the first thing we'll do is safeties. Well, actually, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to do uh, the special teams, right? Because we didn't have anybody do anything for special teams because there is no debate. There, are, there aren't any other kickers. There aren't any other punters. There aren't any other, other long snappers. So we're going into the season with Joy Sly. We're going into the season with Tress Way, Cameron Cheeseman, um, who had a little bit of struggles in camp this year with the snapping. Hopefully they get that squared away. So there was uh, no doubt of what that was going to look like. The special teams, those are your three guys. They didn't have to cut anybody. And uh, so now we can move on to the rest of the roster. So there's three guys, right? Oh, and by the way, I didn't give anybody any limits on the number of people that they could put in each position group. So we might end up with more than 53. And if that's the case at the end, I got to cut somebody or we might end up with less than 53. And if that's the case, I get to add somebody that one of these guys have cut. I'm the final call. 
I'm Ron Rivera slash uh, uh, Marty slash Marty. So that's the fun of this is that we didn't put any restrictions on anybody and they did the responsible thing and, and put who they thought should be on their team for each position group. First position group, first real position group. This is Kyle from the Burgundy Zone doing a 53-man roster prediction breakdown for the Ref the District guys. And we're, we are highlighting the safety class. So I want to be able to go in and dissect each one of these guys and say who is going to make the 53-man roster of the safety unit so far. So let's talk about kind of the bubble guys. You could say Terrell Burgess, Kendall Smith, or Joshua Kalu. Kendall Smith, I think, is a very intriguing prospect. He came in as an undrafted free agent. He's teammate of Quan Martin from Illinois, mm -hmm. a playmaker. We saw him in the last game against the Bengals be able to get that tip ball for the interception in the end zone for Whitaker. He has playmaking ability, but he has a long way to go in, in sort of the mental game, but he has the playmaking ability. But I feel like Terrell Burgess... Kendall Smith and Joshua Kalu are going to be on the outside looking in. I only think four uh, safeties are going to be staying with the Washington Commanders on the 53-man roster. First one being Jeremy Reeves, the special team's ace. I think a lot of that has to go into the decision. Also, the leadership aspect of it. I think Jeremy Reeves has proven to get a 53-man spot on this roster, not only because of what he does on special teams. In case of injury, he does come in and work really well with Cam Curl and the other DBs and the communication side of things. And then Percy Butler, the young man, the young draft pick, has come and taken steps, but he, you feel from this coaching staff the comfortability with the, with him and sliding him in with his athleticism, his speed on the field. And I think that mental game, he has taken that step to the point where Jack Del Rio and this defensive staff feel comfortable with Percy Butler being back there. Then obviously the two starters and Cam Curl and Derek Forrest, the most underrated safety tandem in the NFL. Those are your two starters at safety, at free safety for Derek Forrest, more of your ranger, but can still come up and lay the wood if need be. Whereas Cam Curl's the glue of this defense and he comes in, makes tackles for you and is able to clog up some of those lanes that are uh, open more so than not. All right, everybody, thank you so much for uh, our listening to my 53-man rep breakdown for the safeties. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you to Ref the District. Bless you guys. Have a great day. Washington football. Woo! Awesome. Thank you to Kyle for from the Burgundy Zone to put that list together. So you see the list here of his four safeties. I don't have any particular issues with these four. I don't think anybody does. They're very solid. Um, as he said, Cam Curl and Derek Forrest are probably very underrated. They are an excellent tandem. Um, and then on this cut list here that you see on there that Terrell Burgess, um, Joshua Kalu, Kendall Smith, and also uh, Farad Gardner, who is a safety slash linebacker, he was already let go. I think he's listed as a safety. So Farad Gardner has already been uh, released from Washington. So no problems there. Thanks again to Kyle at the Burgundy Zone. Make sure you hit them up and subscribe to their channel. All right, the next group that we're going to get to, of course, is the cornerbacks. Cornerbacks is a very hotly contested group. It's a little bit top-heavy. We'll see uh, who the guys from the Bleeding Burgundy podcast go to. So we've got, uh, of course, John, Jesse, and Scott here who are going to tell you who their cornerbacks are for this 53-man roster. 
Hi, everybody. This is John, Jesse, and Scott from the Bleeding Burgundy Podcast, and we are going to tell you your Washington Commanders cornerbacks for 2023 as of cutdown date. Jesse, go right ahead. Start us off. Who's our first drinks? Yeah, obviously, uh, you know, we got a first-round draft pick in Emmanuel Forbes. Uh, Benjamin St. Juice is going to run the slot, and Kendall Fuller is going to be on the outside. And this is where things get a little bit interesting. Uh, Scott, what do you think of uh, Quan Martin? Is he going to be a safety? Is he, or are they going to put him in as a quarterback? I think he's going to be a bit of both, really. I think he's going to be that hybrid Buffalo nickel, um, big nickel guy who can tween between the two of them. Um, obviously listed as a cornerback. Um, so in this instance, we're going to have to keep him on the roster as a cornerback. All right. I think so. And I think you're going to have to keep Danny Johnson around just for his veteran yeah. presence as a cornerback. If, if we have an injury and frankly for me i think that Rashawn wild goose has flown south for the winter he's to work himself out of a job and i'm going to go with christian holmes yeah i agree with christian holmes and i think he's going to be your starting gunner on special teams as well dan johnson will play uh, play special teams and there you have it guys that's that's six so that's right. you know and quan martin's really interesting we're we're going to put him at corner we're going to put him at safety i think we keep 10 dbs uh all together um, so however the team works out, um, that issue is on them. They do right. have some decisions to make though. And, and, uh, you know, I would hate to be the one that have to, uh, uh to make them because there's going to be some, some cuts all over the field, um, all over this team that, you know, just don't want to have to have to make. There's going to be, we haven't had to worry about to that bye-bye. in a while. Yeah. And I would suggest to anybody other, any other podcasts that are doing this for our good friend, Nathan, remember, we have chosen six cornerbacks. So adjust your numbers accordingly. <laughs> and that's it. The Bleeding Burgundy podcast is out. Later. Awesome. Thanks again to the guys at the uh, Bleeding Burgundy podcast, um, John, Jesse, and Scott for putting that together. I don't have any qualms with uh, the six that they put together. And they even said that there's probably should be 10 total DBs. And that's right. Six corners and the four safeties that Kyle put together. Um, I, I believe this is correct. I believe Christian Holmes takes that sixth spot over a wild goose who struggled a little bit in the games. Very good in camp struggled in the games. Jace Whitaker came in here during the middle of camp and, and made some nice plays. So we'll see if any of these guys end up on the practice squad, but yeah, I agree with, uh, with what the Bleeding Burgundy uh, podcast put together there. All right, so now let's move on. Of course, after you go to cornerbacks, let's move on to the linebackers, and let's see what uh, Rio has to say about who should make the list at linebacker. Commanders Nation, it's your boy Commander Rio Robinson checking in with the linebacker position for the 53-man roster projection for Ref the District. Shout out to those guys for bringing me on again. I don't need to go too long. I don't need to elaborate because – the coaches don't care about this position, so why should I? They're going to keep four guys here. We're going to keep it very simple. David Mayo and Kalik Hudson will back up the starters, Jamin Davis and Cody Barton. And yep. we're going to pray someone decides to at, one, at some point become special because it will be nice to have something special from the linebacker position. The secondary and the D-line are the heartbeat of the defense, and the linebackers are kind of just out there. They brought in Cody Barton to be the mic. And they're hoping to get something out of Jamin Davis. But the way that Ron and Jack talk about Jamin Davis, they don't expect too much growth, but they want to see They want to see it. I don't know if they believe in it. And it's very puzzling at times because Ron and Jack were both linebackers. So when they neglect the position, it's kind of like, what are we actually doing here? But four linebackers, David Mayo, 
Kalik Hudson backing up Jamin Davis and Cody Barton. And for those of you going to say, why are you saying David Mayo? Ron Rivera is loyal to his guys, loyal to a fault, loyal to his own detriment. David Mayo falls in the category of Troy Apke and Dax Milne as guys that will always have a job here in Ashburn as long as Ronald Eugene Rivera is employed. So David Mayo, I expect to see him on this roster. He, for some reason, he's one of the leaders in the locker room. They love the guy. He's a dude to those guys that suit up with them into the coaching staff. And he's the vocal leader in that room. Me and Jalen have seen it firsthand. He breaks down the huddles. He is the one getting them hype and ready first thing in the morning for practice. David Mayo is going to be on this team. Kalik Hudson, who had a good spring and a pretty decent summer, he's going to be on the roster. I don't see Milo Eifler making the final roster, but, you know, they could keep five. But a guy like Milo Eifler, he doesn't need to make the original 53. They could really just wave him and play the release game because I don't think no one's banging our doors down for Milo Eifler. So Cody Barton, Jamin Davis, Kalik Hudson, David Mayo. Final answer. Thanks for having me on, guys. Hail to the commanders. Appreciate Rio for uh, coming in and uh, helping us out with that. Make sure, again, you go and subscribe to Rio. Uh, great guy. And uh, appreciate his view on the linebackers. No issues there either. Cody Barton, Jamin Davis, David Mayo, Kalik Hudson. As we mentioned, uh, Farad Gardner, sometimes listed as a linebacker, sometimes a safety. We'll go with, uh, we mentioned him earlier. He's already been cut. And then Milo, Milo Eifler. Dejon Harris are a couple of guys who are probably not going to make it. We'll see if they end up on the practice squad. I believe both of those are like second-year guys or or third-year guys. They have two years' experience. So maybe they end up on the practice squad. Maybe they end up somewhere else. Uh, nice job from Rio there. So uh, let's move on now to the defensive ends. This is a big one. This is a very contested group. Let's go right to it with our friends from First String Podcast. First ring podcast, 53 man projections at the defensive end spot. We have it the same. We're keeping seven here. Mm. We think we're going to go heavy on defensive back. We'll go a little light at linebackers, and maybe we'll get an extra defensive lineman here. Uh, we have the same number, Lady A and myself, but we differ on two different players. Locks are for pick, for tooth pick here is. Uh, William Bradley King, Andre Jones Jr., F.A. Obata, James Smith-Williams, Montez Sweat, Casey Tuhill, and Chase Young. With this being the first time that Ron Rivera and his staff, uh, a draft pick doesn't make it to the 53-man roster, but he gets them to the practice squad. Um, Joshua Pryor as well to the practice squad. Lady A, how do you see it? So what I see is... We're going to keep Sweat, of course, Chase Young, Tuhill, Obata, Andre Jones, KJ Henry, James Smith Williams. Unfortunately, I see going over to the practice squad, Joshua Pryor, Bowie State University. And then, of course, um, I also have William Bradley King. All right, so like I said, we differ on which two players go, but we have the same number of seven defensive ends kept to the 53-man roster. It is Virgo season. Happy birthday pick, August 31st. Hail. All right, happy birthday pick. In a couple of days here, it will be his uh, birthday. Appreciate uh, Lady A 
and pick from the first string podcast. Now, look, they both had seven, but they had two different uh, um, seventh men at the end of that particular roster. So my job as Ron slash Marty slash Marty is to decide who is that seventh uh, player. Um, Pick had William Bradley King and Lady A had KJ Henry. I'm going with Lady A on this one. I've got KJ Henry getting that seventh spot. Joshua Pryor um, has already been cut. He was cut today already. Uh, And then I have William Bradley King also getting cut. So there's your seven. I agree. There's going to be seven of them, and those are the seven I've decided to go with. Lady A, sorry, pick, but KJ Henry gets the call. He is a draft pick. Ron loves his draft picks, as I think uh, people have already mentioned quite a bit. All right, let's get right to defensive tackle. And defensive tackle, we brought in Rico from Street Scores to – Give us who he thinks are going to be our D tackles. Rico from Street Score. Shouts out to my boys over there at Ref the District. For the defensive tackles, I have us keeping five. I have us keeping one guy on the back end. It's kind of like a defensive tackle edge rusher. He can play really anywhere along the defensive line, wherever you need him. We're going to get to that. First of all, of course, I have Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, the best defensive tackle duo in the entire NFL. That's yep. obvious. But when we start to go further back in the depth charts where it gets interesting, of course, we have 2022 second round pick for Darian Mathis, but he's banged up right now. No, I think he'll be ready to go by the time we get to the regular season. Not much to worry about. But with that concern, that makes that fifth person even more important. Speaking of back end of the depth chart, you have John Ridgeway, who performed very nicely for us last year. We snuck him away before the Cowboys were trying to put him onto their practice squad. He came in and was elite at stopping the run as like our nose tackle primarily, but would occasionally play some defensive tackle. But if we were out there with five defensive linemen, John Ridgeway was the nose tackle. He stepped up big time, body slamming people. I love him as depth. We once again, even though I know after we lost Matt Ioannidis and a few guys, we were starting to think, okay, this this defensive line depth is, is depleting a little bit. We lost Tim Settle to the Bills, but now it seems like we brought that right back with the still and John Ridgeway, Darian Mathis, and then my fifth guy's FAO bottom man. Every time I see him out there with the backups, he looks like a starter. This guy should always be a part of the rotation. He plays defensive tackle and defensive end, so definitely get him involved as much as you can, Jack DeRio. I love him. Those are my five interior defensive linemen. Shouts out to Rep the District again. It's your boy Rico from Street Scores. Catch y'all later, man. I appreciate Rio from Street Scores for taking care of the defensive tackle. Now you see a little bit of difference here in what he said, simply because he had F.A. Obata on there. Now we had F.A. Obata as a defensive end back there, first string did, and I agree. doesn't matter. Either way, uh, F.A. Obata is going to be on this team. So, um, so we just kind of left him off here and went with four defensive tackles because F.A. Obata is already on there. Uh, of these guys who we think are going to get cut, Isaiah Mack and Anthony Montavo have already been cut today. So that's all coming to fruition as well. Uh, but yeah, those are, those are obvious. The two top guys, of course, are studs, all pros, top 100, the best in the business, and they get paid well for it too, as well. Um, and John Ridgway, something I talked about earlier, he's one of those guys, as Rico said, that we signed off of, uh, the Cowboys waived him with the full intent, full intent of putting them, putting him on the practice squad, but he was out there available on waivers. Washington said, uh, we'll take him. So they grabbed him. You have to put him on the 53 if you do that. And they needed a defensive tackle in Washington. 
grabbed Ridgeway and, as Rico said, performed extremely well, especially against the run. Did the same thing with Casey Tuhill two years ago when the Eagles tried to slide him onto their own practice squad by uh, releasing him in the middle of the season. Not, it was early in the season, a few weeks in, and Washington said, well, we'll take that, sign him to the 53, and he's been a good rotational player since. So, yeah, so we agree pretty much with the defensive tackles, of course, so we're cruising right along. Again, thanks to Rico. Make sure you hit him up and subscribe to his channel. Let's now go uh, to uh, to the other side of the ball. Defense is done. We're going to go over to the other side, and the first thing we're going to talk about on the other side is the offensive line. This can get hairy because we know there's a lot of dudes, and they get hurt quite a bit. So we're going to see what uh, our guy, the real Ed Oliver, has to say about um, the defense or the offensive line. Let's hear from Ed. What's good, Commanders fans? This is your guy, the real Ed Oliver. Shout out to Ref the District. Make sure you guys subscribe to me, uh, the real Ed Oliver, on YouTube. So offensive line, man, um, I got 10 guys on the roster. I definitely came down to position flex. Ricky Stromberg, the rookie. He's making it because he can play center and guard. Uh, he's going to make it originally anyway because Ron Rivera never really cuts his draft picks. So, of course, you got Charles Leno at left tackle, Andrew Wiley at right tackle, Cornelius Lucas at the backup swing tackle, Sam Cosme at right guard, Sadiq Charles at left guard. Um, hopefully he can stay healthy with the calf uh, stuff going on, knock on wood. And uh, Chris Paul as a backup left guard, Nick Gates. Uh, I love the hit that he put on in the Ravens game in the, in the end zone. He's a tough guy. Got him starting at center. Tyler Larson is a backup center. And then uh, I got Braden Daniels as the last guy on the offensive line, making it as that 10th guy. Now, he barely played in the preseason, didn't have a good training camp, got bulldozed on one-on-ones against the Ravens in that joint practice as well. Uh, but I do have him making the roster. He's more of a project developmental pick or developmental uh, left tackle out there possibly could move to guard later on in his career so we'll see but mason brooks does not make the roster even though he had a good preseason or a good training camp as an undrafted free agent and then uh, trent scott i think he's going to make the practice squad as a backup tackle we definitely need tackle depth for sure jaron jones smith does not make the roster nolan laufenberg doesn't make the roster um and tyler larson uh i do have him making the roster as backup center so those are my 10 offensive linemen uh, like I said, I got Braden Daniels making it. He's kind of like the dicey guy. It's really between him and Trent Scott, but I do have Braden Daniels making a roster with 10 guys. It could have been nine, but I got them keeping 10 because they need all the linemen. They can get all the depth. All right, guys, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys check out Ref the District, of course. Hell to the Commanders. Peace. Yeah, appreciate uh, the real Ed Oliver. Again, make sure you sub him up as well. Um, appreciate him coming on and talking about the offensive linemen. Man, this is probably very debatable. I love his picks when you get down to number 10. If they do keep 10, me personally, I don't think it's going to be Braden Daniels. He's a fourth rounder. He did not play well. I mean, Ned said it. He did not play well in the in training camp or the preseason. Didn't even play much. Uh, I think they can slip him through onto the practice squad if needed. Mason Brooks they actually paid a little bit extra money as a uh, preferred undrafted free agent. I'm not sure you can slip him through to the practice squad or Trent Scott as well as a guy who signed in the offseason, a veteran. Um, so we'll see how it works, though, if they go with nine or if they go with ten. Who Some of these guys might get signed, might be on the 53 originally, and then might move to the practice squad later, and another guy will come up. Again, it's based on salaries. It's based on trying to get them through to the practice squad. It's based on a lot of stuff. 
So it's shell games we talked about. It's very tricky. There's a lot of strategy involved in that with the front office. So we'll see. I like uh, I like what he did here with uh, most of the guys. So uh, nice job on the offensive line. All right, let's get into some skill position stuff. This is the exciting part. Let's get into the tight ends. And our boys over at the Command This Podcast are going to take care of the tight ends. Hey, what's going on, Ref the District? This is Command This. I'm your boy, Steve. We got Phil down below, and we got Dev here present. Uh, we've been lucky enough to do the tight end selection for the 53 roster rank prediction for the Washington Commanders uh, for the Ref the District annual roster prediction pod. So without any further ado, I'll just start it off because I'm the official Logan Thomas fan club president. He's going to be our first tight end to be picked. I'm going at tight end one, Logan Thomas. Phil, go ahead. I will tell you that I believe that the primary backup is going to be one Cole Turner. And backing him up will be Bates, my opinion. John Bates. Okay. Uh, Not sure if we're supposed to do practice squad or not, so we'll we'll leave that up to you guys. Uh, We think those three guys will make a lock. I think it's subjective whether or not Hodges, Dylan, or uh, Caden Smith make a practice squad. Uh, hard to say because we don't have visibility on the other 53-man roster predictions. But uh, we want to thank Ref the District for giving us the opportunity to do this again for the second year in a row. Last year we had cornerbacks. So if you haven't heard of us, please go check us out. We're Command This. You can find us on any of your audio podcast platforms or on the YouTube where you're probably watching this at. So please go like and subscribe our channel. We're all out there on social media. Hit the link tree links. Uh, if you like what we're doing, we'd love to interact with you. And uh, yes. All right. As always, peace and hail. And before I sign off, we'll throw up our uh, display names. Bam. There you go. Check us out. Appreciate you guys. Best of luck to a 2023 season. It's our year, right? Maybe, maybe not. All right. Love it wins, baby. All right. Appreciate Steve, Dev, and uh, Phil for going in uh, with the tight ends here. Uh, I mean, there's really no debate. Logan, uh, Cole Turner, and John Bates are your three tight ends. If they go with four, do they keep Curtis Hodges? Curtis Hodges is a big dude. Didn't really do much in in preseason. Uh, So he needs more time to develop. Hopefully we'll see if he does. Caden Smith and Brendan Dillon, uh, you know, see if they're practice squatters or not. Uh, But, yeah, hit that Command This uh, podcast, sub them up, and check them out. Always uh, good dudes over there at Command This. All right, let's go on to uh, the next one, which, again, now we're getting into the good stuff. How about wide receivers? So we've got Big Doug, Adam from uh, Burgundy and Gold uh, Report, and uh, George Carmi from Command the Mike. They are going to do the wide receivers. Hey, my name is Big Doug from the Big Douglas Show. That's Adam and Eva from the Burgundy and Gaul Report. And last but not least is George Carmi from the Command the Mic podcast. We are here today because Ref the District asked us to put our heads together, fellas, and come up with who we think will make the final 53 for the wide receivers. We got the wide receivers. And frankly, I think we've got the best group to talk about because I think most of the rest of them kind of easy so we got first choice i picked us wide receivers uh adam i think the first three pretty easy yeah i i, I think now you get into the first four i think you know diame is the man four and i think he's shown enough to coaches you know he's excelled in his route running his breaks 
And I think, you know, I'd be shocked if he doesn't make it. So, you know, we'll talk about it, but I think it's, you know, for one or two spots. George, it's interesting. I'm already hearing people talk about moving Diami for a draft pick. Oh, I don't think so. I think after Diami, the, the, the deck kind of gets a little shaky, maybe. Who do you think? I think you think like I do. Six wide receivers make the final 53. Who do you think the last two are if we've already got the first four taken care of? Yeah, so I think it's pretty much set in stone. We're not set in stone. I think it's we're we're working in the right direction, right? So I think we have our first four. I think Byron Pringle will be number five. I think they like him a lot and they're kind of been stashing him a little bit during the you know during this whole preseason um, era. He had 60 targets last year or two years ago with Kansas City at 45 catches for 500 yards, five touchdowns. He definitely has a potential, and, he's, and he knows Eric Bianami's system. So I think he's a safe bet to make the roster. I think it comes down to Mitchell Tinsley and Kaz Allen for that last spot, but I think it's ultimately going to be Kaz Allen because I think they love the the explosiveness and the potential he has with the punt return and kick return position there. So, And um, one thing people forget is Kaz Allen was a converted running back going into a wide receiver, so he's still growing. So I think there is some upside potential with Kaz Allen, which they which they can acknowledge and think about as well. We haven't had Adam a, a, a real punt returner, it feels like, in a long time. This group has not been keen on getting rid of their own draft picks. Feels like Dex Milne would have to be let go to keep either one of these two that we're talking about on the final six. I think you told us before we got started, you actually think they'll only keep five. Yeah, um, just just for the simple reason, you know, you, you look what's going on with Logan Thomas, you know, are they, I think that they're concerned, is that cap going to linger through the year? So I think that they, you know, we could see them keep an extra tight end. And I think when you, you know, you come to a guy Hodges, um, the backup tight end, you know, Arizona State, he pretty much exclusively was at tight end. So I think they'll also look at him as kind of that flex option. So in saying that, you know, and also, you know, I mentioned Antonio Gibson, I think that they're going to try to get him out a lot more running patterns. So I think, you know, coupled with those two things, I think it'll be five and it's Allen at five because, you know, he's the Kirk Turner. But I, I agree 100% with George. You know, it, it's hard for me to not see them keep Pringle. But I think, you know, although his return ability, you know, is decent, you know, he had one uh, return in his career for 101 yards. Um, Kaz Allen is just one of these guys that's just uh, oozing with potential. Like, I personally, you know, I like the option of him replacing Samuel next year. I think, you know, he'll get his feet wet, everything like this, and, you know, that they can move Samuel, maybe slide him into that flex kind of role. But right now, yeah, I think five is the most logical, you know, considering, you know, what's going on with the tight end position right now. George, I think I agree with you. I think six is it. I think they'll finish out with Pringle, who I didn't realize was that fast, and Kaz Allen, who is way faster than he tested. All right, thanks to those guys over at uh, those three different shows that often collaborate together, Big Douglas Show, Burgundy and Gold Report, and Command the Mic for their input on the wide receivers. Adam only wanted to go with five. Um, and then, of course, the other two, uh, Doug and George wanted to go with six, so we went with the majority rules, and we went with six. Even though the graphics guy here put five Casimir Allen, if that is, of course, supposed to be six Casimir Allen, so they're keeping six. This is hotly contested. This is going to be crazy come cut down day. What if they only go to five? I think those five are locks. I think Byron Pringle is a lock at five. He is impressed in camp. He's a guy, Biennemi knows him well from Kansas City. Um, but the whole Dax Mill, Mitchell Tinsley, Casimir Allen deal is going to be tough. Um, 
I, I don't know what they're going to do. Or do they keep a guy like Dax Milne who's dependable but not explosive? Do they keep a guy like Casimir Allen who's explosive but not dependable? Do they keep a Mitchell Tinsley who has shown a ton of promise throughout the entire training camp? Um, and then uh, Bryson Tremaine, I, I'm a little bit intrigued by this guy. I mean, he's 6'4", 215, something like that. He's a big kid, rookie at Stanford, I believe. But, uh, yeah, keep an eye on this whole receivers. This might get a little bit crazy with uh, Dax Mill, Mitchell Tinsley, Casimir Allen, uh, Byron Pringle. There's four guys there for maybe one spot and at most two spots. So keep an eye on that over the next couple of days. That's going to be fun. Uh, Marcus Kemp and Zion Bowens have, uh, uh, have, Bowens have already been uh, cut as of uh, this recording, so they're gone. So, again, check out those three guys. They have three separate podcasts, but they also do a ton of collaboration. Uh, so keep uh, head on over to them and check them out. And uh, all right, let's move on to the running back position. We're almost done. Hang in there. This is good stuff. So check out uh, Corey from On the Warpath, who's got the running backs. Everybody, it's Sanchez 405 Corey from On the Warpath coming to you once again this year with Ref the District to help predict the 53-man roster. And this year, after all the lobbying over the last two years, from linebackers to cornerbacks, I finally got on the offense side of the ball. And, in, and the way I'm handling is we're going to do the horses, the stables in the backfield. That's right, our running backs. And we know if we look at our running back room, it's pretty much top-heavy. If you look at the guys there, and we got our first guy, the Alabama Crimson Tide man himself, Mr. Luke Cage, Brian Robinson Jr. Of course, we know he's going to be the one leading this running back room, so it's not a question there. And then – you go to your Memphis Tiger, Antonio Gibson. He's a kickoff returner. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. You can line him up as a, a wide receiver if you can. Mr. Versatility himself is going to be your number two back there, or you can call it 1A or 1B. It don't really matter, but it's going to be those two guys, Robinson, Gibson, of course. And then you have the question of who's going to be your third running back. So you sit here and you think about it for a second. You got to get the young pup, Chris Rodriguez, Jr., Seven yards a pop, although he did put the ball on the carpet against the Ravens. The guy has done nothing to lose his footing in this race. So that means, I'm sorry, fam, no Jared Patterson here, Jonathan Williams, and, you know, Derek Gore as well, the inconvenient truth himself. Uh, unfortunately, those guys, I, I don't think they're going to make it. But I will give you a fourth running back. Ooh. Alex Arma Jr., Ooh. the fullback. We look at Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid's system in Kansas City, they've always retained a fullback on that active roster. So it'll be interesting to see if they do it here. So I'll go with four just for the heck of it. I'll go Luke Cage Robinson. I'll go Tiger Gibson. And then I'll go Chris Rodriguez, the Kentucky Wildcat. And then let's do the fullback, Mr. Do-Everything guy, Alex Arma, to round out that running back room for us in Eric Benjamin's first year because, hey, we know the brother knows running back because there's one in the NFL. But appreciate uh, the opportunity to address you all. Make sure you check me out on On the Warpath here on YouTube. As I always say on my channel, love, peace, and hell. Until next time, we keep that same damn energy and we outlast them bastards together. I'm out. Uh, appreciate Corey, a good friend of the show here. Um, uh, 
yeah, go check him out on the Warpath on YouTube. Uh, so he's going with four running backs. I think that's a little bit of a surprise. I'm with Corey on this. I think that's exactly what they do. Now, I have a little bit of uh, post, you know, I can see things in the that have already happened. Of course, we know Jarrett Patterson, who a lot of people thought was going to make this team, has already been cut, probably because they want he wants to go and sign somewhere else. Uh, so he's already gone. Jonathan Williams, I love Jonathan Williams. He's Every time he touches the ball, something good happens, uh, but he might be on the outside looking in. Of course, Derek Gore, who's had a really good camp, but you can only keep four. This is why I was surprised when they drafted Chris Rodriguez Jr., because they used a draft pick on a room that I thought was already very solid. They already had Robinson Gibson, um, Jonathan Williams, and Jarrett Patterson were already signed before the draft, and they still drafted a running back. So we'll see because, I mean, Chris Rodriguez Jr., let's be honest, if the two guys in front of him don't have any injuries, he'll never play. He'll never play. He won't see anything. And Alex Arma, I believe, also is going to make the team. He can be that fourth running back or he can be that fourth tight end as well. He plays both positions, and and uh, he does a lot of good things. So good job from uh, Corey there. And uh, so that's the running back room. I like uh, where he's going with that. Now let's go to the quarterback room with our friends from Declassified. What's up? What's up? This is the Commanders Declassified podcast. We are in the building here to support our guys, Ref the District. Shout out to all the big things that they are doing. They gave us the quarterbacks, you know, only the most important position on the football team because that's what we do, right? Mike, what's happening? What's happening, y'all? Shout out to Ref the District. Always good to collaborate and listen to them. So I'm very excited to talk about these quarterbacks. As a matter of fact, it is. And uh, Eric and Brian are off doing something very important, but we got their thoughts on the quarterback situation. And if y'all been watching our show, y'all know me and Brian been going back and uh, forth about Sam Howell since last year's draft. But look, it's cut down day. We got to get down to the 53-man roster. Mike, how many quarterbacks are the commanders keeping? Logically, you would want to keep three, especially with the new rule of keeping the third quarterback for emergency reasons. But I really feel like the team and myself are confident with the two quarterbacks that they have. You have a young up-and-coming quarterback with Sam Howell, and just in case things go awry, you can throw Brissett in to take over. So I think two are going to be on the roster, but somehow Fromm is definitely going to get on the practice squad. Yeah, and let's stop pretending like Fromm can't go on the practice squad (laughs) and be there for a little while. He's not getting snatched up. No, he should not take over for Brissett as the number two. Guys, you got to go with what you see in game. Correct, correct. Everybody looks good in the preseason. That's why it's the preseason, right? You're playing right. against third stringers, guys that are going to be driving beer trucks tomorrow. I'm happy with Fromm's progress, but let's stop acting like Fromm is that dude now who's going to be competing <laughs> for number one next year. He's not. Right. He is what he is. This is Brissett's job as number two. How will be the number one? And he's going to keep it like that. I do happen to think they'll keep all three on the roster just because of the mm-hmm. disaster at quarterback last year with mm-hmm. the injuries that we had. And remember, 65-plus quarterbacks started last year. If you graduated elementary school, you know that just about every single team played at least two quarterbacks last year. You need your backups, and you need them to be good if you're going to sustain a run. So that's it, I think. Right, Mike? Any other thoughts on the quarterbacks real quick? No. And to make us feel comfortable, I don't know when was the last time I can say that all three quarterbacks look okay in the preseason for Washington. Like, I legit can't think of a time. Even um, when we had 
RG3 Cousins and Grossman on the same team. Even that year, the preseason for the quarterbacks wasn't as smooth as it was in 2023. So I'm excited about the position. I don't know about the um, other parts of the offense, but quarterback, I, I like how we're entering 2023 for sure. I'm right there with you, man. And shout out to Eric Enemy too, for putting in work with the quarterbacks and getting That's them ready the to go. Hey, Rep the District, let us know if you guys agree. Everybody checking us out. Shout out to all the other content creators. It is time to go. The season is here. We brought the big guns out in our wardrobe for the Commanders. Shout out to everybody. Commanders Declassified, we are out of here. All right, so we got the quarterbacks here, right? This is the last position. Uh, they didn't really come to a consensus that they were going to go with three, but um, uh, Le was pretty adamant that they should go with three because of that whole 64 or 65 quarterbacks played last year. I believe only eight teams, eight quarterbacks went with all, eight teams went with only one quarterback the whole season. That's not a lot. So quarterback is uh, obviously an extremely important position, and it's one that um, has a lot of guys getting unhealthy so uh going with the three uh and ellie made some great points there is no competition for number two that's jacoby Brissett's job uh it's a testament i think also what ellie said is that uh eric Bieniemy has done a number with jake Fromm. we all saw jake Fromm a couple years ago with the giants firsthand against washington woof he was bad but he's done nothing but steadily improve since then so he's going to be a solid number three i think they keep him on the roster this year but if they do cut him he will make it through to the practice squad nobody's going to come in here and snatch jake from uh from waivers so don't worry about that all right that's the 53 man roster so let's look at it real quick here is the 53 guys that we're going through so you let's see let's count let's counting all these guys and, and all that uh uh let's see uh oh we got a we got a problem here we got 54 We've got 54 guys on this roster. GM Stoner here is going to have to make a decision on who gets cut off of this roster. Who are we going to cut? I mean, we could cut the third quarterback. We could go with uh, Jake Fromm. We could cut that fourth running back in Armagh. We could cut that 10th offensive lineman with Braden Daniels. Uh, maybe the sixth wide receiver with Kaz Allen. Um, defensively, maybe that seventh defensive end. There's a lot of guys to choose from, so I have to decide who is going to get cut. Hit the drum roll. I wish I had a drum roll. I need to get a drum roll on my sound machine here. But let me tell you who's going to get cut from this team to get it down to 53. And you see it right there, right in the middle. The second one down, you see the X's through it. That is offensive lineman Braden Daniels. That's who I'm going to cut to get us down to 53. We'll get him out of the practice squad. I don't think anybody's going to take him. The bad reports that were coming out of training camp that he's nowhere close to ready. So, uh, so I think he'll make it fine to the practice squad, and we're going to uh, cut him down that way. And that's how we're going to get to 53. That's the third annual Ref the District Commanders uh, Content Creators 53 Man Projection Project, the longest title in history. I should cut it down to some abbreviation like uh, FPCCPT or whatever it would possibly be. Uh, but again, man, shout out to all the creators who were in there and helping us out and getting these videos and all that. And it's going to be crazy because uh, Tuesday, of course, 4 p.m., cut down day. We'll see how accurate we get. Make sure you leave comments. We need to see your comments. 
Where did we go wrong with certain picks? Who do we get right? Who are we way off base on? Like with the Casimir Allen or with the uh, uh, seventh defensive end, uh, Real- William Bradley King versus KJ Henry. Where did we go wrong? Where do we go right? Again, check it out. Leave those comments. Hit a like, subscribe. Go check out all of those folks that were in here today with us and sub them up. Uh, we all love what we do. We have a good community and we appreciate everybody for checking in. And hey, until next time, be a fan. Be a fan.